Well, the left must really, really be scared of Greg Abbott for some reason. Because they're coming after him. Great guns. Because of what he did on Christmas. A busload of uh, illegal alien children. I don't know if they were all children. But a busload of illegal aliens from Texas were dropped off in front of Kamala Harris's house. And they are coming out and saying how terrible it is that he did this and how uh, he made Jesus cry on his birthday. Not kidding. That actually was said by some, uh, some idiot. Let me explain how this works. When the left, the masters... Okay, the people who are really calling the shots, the people who are really pulling the strings, when they want to get a message out, they send out a memo to all of their useful idiots in the media and in social media. I suppose the two can be put together now. Their propaganda machine. And... They tell them exactly what to say. It, using the exact words, they tell them exactly what to say and, and tell them they can embellish a little bit uh, here and there. They can improvise a little bit here and there, but there are certain words and phrases that must be said. They must be repeated over and over and over. That's how their propaganda machine works. And so the, the message, again, is that this is all Greg Abbott's fault totally ignoring the fact that the immigrants, these, I'm, I'm not going to call them immigrants, the aliens, the invaders, uh, weren't supposed to be in the country in the first place. And the only reason that they are in the country in the first place is because they were invited by and facilitated by the Biden administration and the willing accomplices of the establishment party in Congress, including rhino Republicans. I have said this multiple times. There are now two different parties in the United States, two different political parties. One of them is a treasonous party. It is an enemy of the Constitution of the United States and an enemy of the people of the United States. And that particular party, the establishment party, the treason party is currently in charge of Washington, D.C., and they want this invasion to occur the same way that the people who are in charge of the EU in Europe want an invasion from a bunch of third world, uh, third world peoples in Europe because they think that it will ensure their power. These are people who are used to living in third world crap holes, and they want to turn Europe, they want to turn the United States into third world crap holes. And so they need a bunch of people who are used to living in those kind of environments. Ladies and gentlemen, this is war. These people in Washington, D.C., your representative, your so-called representatives, the senators, the people in the White House, the people in the bureaucracy, are slaves, they are servants to those people who want to destroy the United States as it was founded. They want to destroy 
the Constitution of the United States. They want to enslave the people of the United States. And up to this point, we've been letting them do it. They actually, and, and many of you know this, passed a $1.7 trillion spending package. No budget. Again, a $1.7 trillion spending package through Congress that allows them or, or allows for money to secure the borders of other countries, but specifically states in the bill that none of the $1.7 trillion be used to secure our border of our country. They want this invasion to happen. They are facilitating it financially. They are using it to traffic children for sexual trade. The DHS is actually facilitating human trafficking, the trafficking of children. And we're letting it happen. We're sitting here and we're letting it happen. The senators who passed this did so in such a manner to show those people who are like us, who are liberty-loving Americans, the middle finger. They did so in a snarky way. To say, to, just to show, we can do whatever we want and you can't stop us. That's what they're telling us, folks. They're telling us that they are in charge, that they can steal any amount of money, print any amount of money, that they can sit up there in Washington, D.C. and destroy our nation while we do nothing. They now control elections. They control the outcomes of elections, just like in any other third world country. We have allowed this to happen. It's getting to the point, folks, where I really do not think that the United States, our republic, will continue to exist as it currently does. Not without a major upheaval. And I still don't think that's going to happen. The more every day that passes, the every bill that passes through Congress, I am convinced that the United States is over as it currently exists. And that what is going to happen is that there will be a national divorce and perhaps a civil war of some level. I don't know about the civil war part, but I'm, I'm pretty convinced that the national, uh, national divorce is going to happen. And instead of a, a, an out-and-out -out civil war, because they can't win an out-and-out -out civil war, and they know it. They don't have the personnel. They don't have the support. But they still need what the red states can produce That's proof of the, this bill that they passed is proof of that. They are thieves. They do not produce anything themselves. They are incapable of producing anything themselves. Once again, they're thieves. They steal from us via taxes so that they can enrich themselves 
A lot of this bill is going to countries like Ukraine, where the money is going to be laundered through organizations like FTX, and then it is going to be funneled right back into the personal accounts of the people who voted for the bill. We are their slaves now. If you are sitting at your desk, if you are out shoveling dirt, it doesn't matter. Money is being stolen from you. Money that you produced is being stolen from you by them and used to enrich them. We are currently living in another fiefdom. They own us. They own our labor. And they can do with it what they want. And that, that $1 trillion bill that they just passed is proof. They're, they're flipping us the bird and telling us we can do whatever we want and you can't stop us. We own your elections now. It doesn't matter how you vote. We will be in power forever. That's what they're saying. Now, this situation can be fixed through the Constitution if our state leaders would just grab a freaking pair and start a constitutional convention. The federal government, as it currently exists, is no longer a legitimate government. It needs to be dissolved via an Article 5 convention of the states and reformed entirely. I mean, it needs to be taken down to the ground and rebuilt entirely, especially the bureaucracy. The bureaucracy needs to go away. I'm going to have more on this. So stand by to stand by. If you like what you heard, hit the like and subscribe button. Share this to your friends out there. Let them hear the truth. And I will give you more. If you want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me on Gab, Getter, Minds, and Truth Social at Doc Bryant. And I am on Twitter at Doc Bryant Actual. You can also send me an email. The email address is docbryantshow at zohomail.com. That's Z-O-H-O mail.com. All right, folks. Doc out. Well, surprise, surprise. There is a new documentary on HBO Max about the soon-to-be-not-speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, the likely-to-never-again-be-speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, filmed and produced by Nancy Pelosi's daughter, talking about what a magnificent and wonderful person, what a great ruler Nancy Pelosi has been over the people of the United States. How kind and wonderful and benevolent she has been for the people of the United States and how grateful we should all be. How groundbreaking it was that a Speaker of the House with a vagina was elected. Let me explain why this is happening, folks. 
The reason this is happening is because they are scared. The left is scared. They are scared to death, and they're lashing out as hard and as fast as they can. That's what that $1.7 trillion spending bill was about. They did it for two reasons. First of all, to inflict as much damage on we the people and this nation as they could when they could. Because they don't know if they're going to be able to get the opportunity to do it again. And the second reason is so that they can enrich themselves as much as humanly possible while they still have the opportunity. You see a lot of that money, and we're talking billions of those dollars, are going to go to foreign countries like Ukraine. They are going to be laundered through organizations like FTX, and they are going to be rerouted back into the personal bank accounts of those people who voted for the bill. They are stealing our tax dollars from us. At any rate, the actual purpose of this particular uh, documentary is to paint Nancy Pelosi in such a light that she becomes, in the eyes of the people, a political saint, so that if there are any uh, if on the off chance there are any investigations into how Nancy Pelosi was able to double her personal wealth while she was in office, that it will look like a political hit job against, again, a political saint, a beneficent ruler of the people. That's what this is all about. It is cover. It is propaganda. And it is propaganda propagated by Nancy Pelosi's daughter. You gotta think about this, folks. You gotta put on your thinking caps. This is not something that is being put on by Nancy Pelosi's uh political opponents. If this was being put on by Nancy Pelosi's political opponents, then that there would actually be uh, some kind of legitimacy to it, okay? If even your opponents are saying good things about you, then it says good things about you, but that's not what's happening here. The only person, let's look at it this way, the only person that they could find to make a documentary like this was her own daughter. All right, that that's not legitimate. All right, that that takes that isn't even a fluff piece. That takes fluff piece to a whole new level. This I don't know. It's cartoonish. And the fact that there are people out there who are going to be watching this and going, oh, yes, she was so wonderful. She's just the most wonderful thing since the last most wonderful thing. Out there is disgusting. You got to start, you got to open your eyes, folks. You got to start opening your eyes. And more to the point, 
you got to start praying, folks. The only, you know, I talk about the political stuff a lot. I talk about the political stuff a lot. But the fact is, and this is a fact, if you are a Christian out there and you are not praying for our nation, then this, all of this, is your fault. All of this is your fault. If you are not praying for this nation on a constant basis, not just daily, but anytime it pops into your head, this is how prayer works, by the way, folks. Anytime something pops into your head, that's not just you randomly going, oh gosh, this popped into my... No. That is the Holy Spirit that lives within you telling you you need to pray about this issue. And if you are not, then you are derelict in your duties. We are warriors in a war that cannot be directly seen. But the effects of which can be seen all around us. You think this country's descent into evil is some kind of accident? We have allowed it to get this far. We have allowed it to get this far because we have not been on the watchtower, and I'm not talking Jehovah's Witnesses who have stolen the the concept of the watchtower. I'm talking about the real watchtower. We, the watchmen, who are supposed to be constantly praying about stuff, who are supposed to be keeping an eye on this kind of thing, We've been sleeping. We've been allowing evil to creep in in the name of diversity, in the name of inclusion, in the name of tolerance. And because of that, there's a very, very high likelihood that this nation is going to fracture I have very little doubt anymore that some horrific upheaval is going to have to happen to this nation in order for the evil that currently occupies leadership to be reckoned with. Folks, you gotta start praying. If you are not praying daily for this nation and for everything else that the Holy Spirit instructs you to pray for, then you are derelict in your duty as a Christian. You've got to get praying, folks. When you wake up in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, and you don't know why you're awake, but you've got something that's popped into your head. That's not random. Christians don't do random. God does not do random. That is the Holy Spirit waking you up and saying, you need to pray for this right now. 
If you are not doing it, then you are not following the commandments of God. You are ignoring God. And it is the ignorance of God that has caused this nation to get to the point that it is in right now. Or I'm sorry, that it is at right now. Got to use the proper preposition there. So many people are concerned about pronouns. My thing is prepositions. Get to praying, folks. That That is what's going to heal this nation. Pray for revival. Really pray for revival. A real revival. Not the garbage that's going on in these megachurches all over this country. Those megachurches need to go away. The church. The church. The church of Christ. Not the church of Christ. Denomination. The Church of Christians, the Body of Christ, needs to become more like it was in Acts, the Book of Acts, for those of you who don't know. The Church was a local thing, a very local thing. The Church met in houses. Small unit, small units, small units that received their orders through prayer. That's what we need to get back to. We need to turn back to Christ. If we, if just we, the Christians, turn back to Christ, it will show a difference in this nation. Resist the devil. Turn, it says in the Bible, in, you turn to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. That's how you do it. And it doesn't matter how many true Christians are in the United States. If us, if we true Christians turn to God and start praying, it will make a difference. Satan will flee. So start doing it. We're on the offensive. It says in the Bible, the gates of hell will not be able to withstand us. The gates, ladies and gentlemen, are a defensive position. We are on the offensive. We have been on the offensive since Christ rose from the dead. Since he ascended into heaven, we have been on the offensive. Satan is on the defensive. That is why we, he flees every time we resist him. Start resisting him. Start praying. Bring down God's wrath on Satan and he will flee. We can still save this nation. If you're not a Christian, then all of this doesn't make any sense to you. You don't know anything about what I'm talking about. And that's a bloody shame. Hell, there are some people who call themselves Christians who don't know what I'm talking about, and that's a real shame, too. 
that's a tragedy not only for the country, but that's a personal tragedy for them. What are you going to do, folks? Are you just going to keep sitting there watching all of this garbage happen? Watching people like Nancy Pelosi be lauded as saints? While people suffer? Are you going to watch this happen? Are you going to sit back and just go, oh, this is terrible. Oh, it's so terrible that they stole all this money and enriching, and enriching themselves. Oh, it's so terrible that this money is going to be used to be to persecute our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. Which is, yes, happening. The Nazi Zelensky regime is persecuting Christians in his country, in Ukraine. It's happening right now. Our taxpayer money is going to that because we allowed this to happen. Oh, it's so terrible that, that children are being trafficked in, in, in the sex trade. We allowed this to happen because we were not prayerful. Oh, it's so terrible that our children are being targeted for by the LGBTQ LMNOPEIEIOMOUSE group. We allowed this to happen because we were not prayerful. If you tolerate evil, evil will thrive. You are not doing anyone any favors by tolerating evil. The same way you do not help an alcoholic by enabling them, you do not help a nation by enabling evil. It is not charity on your part to enable evil. It is not kindness on your part to enable evil. Sin is not sin because God just arbitrarily said, oh, well, that's bad, and so I think that's bad, so I'm going to take it away. No, that ain't how God works. Sin is sin because it hurts people. It damages people. And we have been tolerating it, and we Christians have been allowing it because we have not been praying. We've been going to these ridiculous mega churches and watching these spectacles, these shows that have absolutely no spiritual worth whatsoever, that are shallow. No better than sitting around and watching cartoons on TV. The spiritual equivalent of SpongeBob SquarePants. As a matter of fact, that's an insult to SpongeBob SquarePants. That is not what churches are about. That is not what Christ is about. And that is not what we're supposed to be about. We're at war with Satan. And we have been allowing him to win. We're on the offensive and we've been sitting back doing nothing. We need to get active. Get prayerful. You get prayerful, you get in contact with God, he will give you orders as to what he wants you to do. 
what he wants you to pray for, how he wants you to vote, who he wants you to talk to, and what he wants you to say. God damn it, you need to get in touch with the real power. If we are prayerful, if we are in touch with God, if we are doing what we're supposed to be doing, then nothing will be able to defeat us. The gates of hell will not be able to resist us. The gates of Washington, D.C. and the satanic forces that currently occupy it will not be able to resist us. And all, it, I'm saying all we have to do is pray. That's, that's the most we can do is pray. Yes, we need to vote. Yes, we need to let our voices be heard. But we need to pray most of all. That is the first and foremost thing that we need to do. And let the liberals out there, let the Libbies laugh and go, Oh, they're going to pray. Oh, we're so scared. Yeah, you are. You might not be, but the powers that are behind you absolutely are. A hundred percent. They're scared to death of us getting on our knees and praying. You want to see some change in this nation? You really want to see some change in this nation? Get on your knees and start praying. It's a message from your spiritual drill instructor. Get out there and start praying. If your church is not praying, you're in the wrong damn church. You need to find one that prays. Find one that teaches the gospel as it is written in the Bible. Not one that has flying Santas and drummers. It's absolutely disgusting. Get to work, people. Get to praying. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, hit like and subscribe and share this out there to the people who need to hear it because a lot of freaking people need to hear it. Get this word out there. Start praying. Do what you got to do. Doc out. So much going on today, folks. I don't know how I am going to fit all of this stuff into my broadcast today. Just don't know. So much stuff. I guess it makes sense, though. I mean, the enemy does try to uh, move as much as they can while we are sleeping. Hell, that's how they got where they are right now. To that end, I would like to discuss something that should come as no surprise to anyone. It certainly didn't come as any surprise to me. The corrupt judge presiding over the uh, fake trial that was granted to Carrie Lake in Arizona on Christmas Eve dismissed the case in the face of overwhelming evidence and in the face of the law. The reason that I knew this was going to happen was when he granted the case in the first place, he 
only accepted two of 10 valid complaints. And on those two complaints that he accepted, he placed upon them uh, legal requirements in excess of what Arizona state law requires. A judge may not do that. That, the very fact that he did it, told me that he was bent from the beginning. And I knew from the beginning that this trial was going to go nowhere. Now, it did kind of a little bit manage to show that it was a bent election. The evidence was actually broadcast. Question is, was anybody really watching? Other than me, other than those folks who already knew that the election was bent, that it was corrupt, who was watching? And, and I, I don't think a whole lot of people were. I suppose we'll find out. I mean, I suppose we'll see. First of all, if a recall effort is organized, but even if a recall effort is organized, even if it reaches the point where a recall election occurs, folks, nothing is going to happen. It's not going to change a thing. The game is rigged. The only way that this is going to get fixed politically, the only way that this is going to get fixed politically in Arizona is if the county officials at Maricopa County are removed from office. And the very fact that they already rig elections in Maricopa County, folks, I don't know that they're going to get removed. Oh, you might have a bunch of protests. You might have people walking in the streets and all this kind of stuff. And Oh, we're angry. We're angry. Oh, that doesn't mean anything to the people who are rigging the game. It means absolutely nothing. Arizona is lost. Arizona is not a red state. doesn't matter who lives there. doesn't matter the polit political bent of who lives there. Arizona is lost because of Maricopa County. Nothing's going to happen to the people, uh, to the uh, officials in Maricopa County because the people will not be able to vote them out. And the state government, well, they're already supported by the people, by the bent people in Maricopa County. I should say by the bent officials in Maricopa County. So they're not going to do anything. The elections are rigged. Arizona has fallen. It will not come back. Barring some extreme measures or, and or, barring prayer by the people of Arizona. If there are any true Christians left in Arizona, they should be praying. If they are not, they are derelict in their duties. Nothing is going to change until you change it. 
everything that happens in this material world, everything that happens in the material realm, in the political realm, is just a shadow of what is happening in the spiritual realm. And if you are not engaged in spiritual warfare, then you are useless. Especially if you are a Christian. If you're a Christian and you're not involved, you are derelict. You're not only useless, you're derelict. Get to praying. Now, our entire republic, because of, of what we are seeing, this, this could be the enemy's battle of the bulge. They could be pushing so hard because they know that they are losing or they know that they are about to lose or they know that they could potentially lose. We could make this their battle of the bulge. Or, folks, they could just be moving so hard so that they could finally cross the finish line and destroy the United States, which is their end goal. The United States has always been the last bastion of Christendom on this planet. The United States has solely stood against the world domination of evil for over a hundred years. Maybe more. The reason that we did that was because we were the last bastion of Christendom, and the reason that we are failing at that now is because Christendom seems to have been forsaken in the United States. Oh, you may go to church. Your church may put on a really good show on Christmas. Hell, they may put on a really good show every Sunday. Your praise and worship team may never be out of sync or out of pitch. You may pack them in. Given today's cultural and spiritual situation, if a church is packing them in, I very seriously question whether or not that church is an effective Christian church. There's a church that I pass by on the highway all the time, and it talks about how the, the, that every Sunday they deliver a, a, a positive motivational message. Positive motivational messages are not what Christianity is about. They sure as hell are not supposed to be what churches are about. Christian churches are not supposed to be about positivity. They're not supposed to be about motivation. They are supposed to being they are supposed to be about being about our father's business. They're supposed to be about prayer, real prayer. 
as long as we're not praying, as long as we're packing in people to all of these positive, motivational mega churches that put on a really good show every Sunday, that are filled with so-called men wearing skinny jeans with their man buns, we're going to continue to lose. Now, there are places where this is not the case. And it would appear that the house church, like it should be, exemplified in the book of Acts, is starting to make a comeback, which is good. That's a good thing. I keep praying for and hoping for a revival in this country. And if Christian revival comes to this country, let me tell you what, folks, it doesn't matter how bent our politicians are. It doesn't matter how crooked our judges are. They will not be able to stand before God. They will flee. They will fall. Everybody thinks that you know, I can hear people out there right now laughing, going, yeah, he thinks that prayer is going gonna, is gonna to save him from us and our new feudalism, which is what this is, by the way. That's the way that we're headed. $1.7 trillion stolen from us, the hardworking people of the United States, to be funneled into the pockets of the very people who voted for the bill is neo-feudalism. There have been people from the founding of this country who have been trying to reverse what was done under the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, and they are finally almost there. Make no mistake, that is their end goal. To return us to feudalism, to return us also to a depravity the likes of which Sodom and Gomorrah couldn't even dream of. And they might even think that they've won. They're out there laughing at me talking about prayer being the solution to this. <laughs> he thinks that he can pray his way out of this. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh, Sparky. Go ahead and laugh, because here's the truth. Here's the real truth. Those people out there who know what I'm saying is the truth... Those people out there who believe in Christ, who believe in the Holy Spirit, who believe in prayer, and who believe that it works and that it can make the devil flee, and that the devil is real, and that God is real, and that Christ is real, and that the Holy Spirit is real, those people know that what I'm talking about is the truth, and they also know that it only takes one of us. One of us praying properly, praying to our Lord, can cause fire to come down from the sky. And they also know 
that even if it is the will of God that this magnificent republic fall, good is still going to win out. Good is still going to conquer evil. We've read to the end of the book. We know how this ends. And if you're not on the right side, you are in big trouble. Trouble that you have never understood before. Trouble that you have never seen before. So you might as well get your jollies in now. Get your yucks in now. Get all the sensuality you can in now. Get drunk, get high, get laid. Cram in all the pleasure that you possibly can. Because when it comes to an end, it's coming to an end permanently. And the place that you are going... You will never experience any pleasure, any fun, any happiness ever again. Quite the opposite. A lot of people have said to me, Oh, how can there be a God when there's so bad, so much bad stuff in the world? You're the ones that are bringing the bad stuff. We humans bring the bad stuff. The only good stuff in the world exists because of God. And the place that you are going, God won't be there. It'll be, it'll be what you've always wanted, a place where there is no God. There won't be any God, and if there won't be any God, there won't be any good. There won't be any real pleasure. All there will be, in fact, is pain. Pain like no one has ever experienced on this planet, and no one ever will experience on this planet. It will be infinitely worse than the worst thing ever experienced on this planet. Forever. For eternity. Those of you who are laughing and mocking, I'm not angry with you. I don't fear you. I fear for you. I feel sorry for you. Because I know that the vast majority of you aren't going to listen. And you're going to pay a price for it, an eternal price for it. Think of the worst day that ever happened to you, the worst pain you have ever experienced. And it'll be nothing compared to what you're going to be dealing with for eternity because you chose to do so. Maybe we can't save the Republic. The only way we won't save the Republic is if God wills the Republic not be saved. Because there is a prophecy in the Bible that talks about an international coalition rising up against Israel and Israel not having any friends to help them out. Folks, the only way that that happens is if the United States does not exist. So if we fall, if we fall like the way I think we're going to fall, 
The way I think we're going to fall is the same way that Israel fell, where it splits off into two nations, one of which is almost immediately destroyed, and another one that limps along for a little while until it too is destroyed. Then that opens the way up for Ezekiel 38 and 39. And believe me, the way that I think it's going to work out, Ezekiel 38 and 39 are going to lead right into the tribulation. And again, got a lot of people out there, even so-called Christians, who are laughing at this, going, oh, people have been saying the end of the world for so long. Yeah, well, eventually it is going to be the end of the world. And if you don't believe that there's going to be an, an end of the world, then maybe you're not really a Christian. Maybe you just go to that church because of the show is so good. It makes you feel good. It's got a positive, motivational message. We're not here for positive motivations. We're here to save as many people as we can. And we're not going to save them by saying, Oh, well, it's okay for you to be like you are. You're just, you're, you're just fine the way you are. No, you're not just fine the way you are. If you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you're screwed. No amount of voting, no amount of trials, court battles, none of that's going to save you. Not in the end. And those of you who know what I'm talking about, those of you who believe what I'm talking about, you better be praying. You had better be praying. If you like what you heard, and I'm sure that the vast majority of people didn't, hit that like and subscribe button down there. If you believe what I said, share it out there to people. People don't need to be motivated. Christians don't need to be motivated. They need to get off their butts and get to work. Motivation is fleeting. Christians need discipline. They need to be disciplined and do it whether you feel like it or not. Pray whether you feel like it. As a matter of fact, if you don't feel like praying, that's the time you need to be praying. <sighs> on a soapbox, folks. This is probably going to go on all day. So again, hit the like and subscribe button. Share it out there. Get the word out. That's the only way we're gonna that's the only way we're gonna win this. Get the word out. Uh, if you want to say nice things or mean things to me, you can hit me up on uh Getter Truth Social Minds at Doc Bryant. And uh I'm on Twitter at Doc Bryant Actual. I've got a locals page that is connected to my Rumble account. So, uh, Doc Bryant Show. And if you want to send me an email, docbryantshow at zohomail.com, Z-O-H-O-Mail.com. This is Doc, signing off.